Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Good morning and welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, September 22nd, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 22 degrees in Edmonton. Good morning. Everly, can you also tell us what today is? It's the first day of... Fall. Woohoo! Fall equinox. Happy equinox. Yes. Friends. What does that mean? It's the first day of fall. What's what's what is what is an equinox? It arrives on September twenty second. To this date marks the start of fall in the northern hemisphere and spring in the southern hemisphere. Okay. 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 Sorry for my heavy sigh. <laughs> I was just curious. Okay. So during the, during the equinox, the sun shines directly on the equator and the northern and southern hemispheres get named, get the same, sorry, get the same amount of rays. Oh. That's with wow. the equator. <laughs> okay. Neato burrito. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for that information. Even I'm learning something today. Um, <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we are broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time uh, on the Podbean app. If you want to join in live, you got to join in on the Podbean app. Uh, if you want to listen otherwise, I mean, go ahead and listen on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you like to listen. Uh, it's all over. Um, but there's a lot of benefits to joining in live. Obviously, you get to say hello to the, to the morning community here of investors. There is also... Um, uh, uh, a call-in button. There's a call-in button where you can call in and ask any questions you want. Uh, if you'd prefer to put in the chat, you know how I said a little while ago, Gabby, that like we're not going to answer questions in the chat anymore. We want people to call in. We want them to step outside of their comfort zone. It didn't didn't change anything. No. <laughs> Stop trying to finish my sandwiches. Um, <laughs> uh, no, what I was actually going to say was actually it's a huge pain in the ass when people call in. Because not everybody calls in with their headphones and not everybody calls in speaking very loud with their morning voices. It's true. And what I end up having to do is I either have to source it out or I need to edit it myself. And it ends up taking like a half an hour. So I got to mm -hmm. find like, and I got to like edit all the audio and I got like, I got to reduce my audio and increase it's It's a huge pain in the butt. So um, call in, don't call in, whatever. I'm like, I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> to, I'm not going to bust your balls about it anymore. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of value, you know, forget what I said, you know, about how, how it affects me and, and my, how much time it takes me to edit. That's my problem. Mm -hmm. But for you, there is a lot of value in calling in because one, you're getting your voice out there, right? Um, you're getting your voice out to the community as, you know, uh, when you go to that next networking event, someone's going to be like, Oh, I think I heard you on the morning show. Right. And there's a lot of value in that. Right. As well, I mean, you, you get to you get to speak to us. You get to ask us questions. If you ask in, you know, by email, or if you ask by, you know, in the text, there, there's not as much context, right? You can by calling in, you get to, to to be very clear on what it is exactly the question that you're asking, and we can answer it very clearly, and then you can get that answer that you that you need, and mm -hmm. and you can move on with your day and take action, right? And we might miss your question if it's in the comments because it is hard to keep up with all the conversations going on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ken says he learns something every podcast. That's awesome. That's, I'm, I'm glad Beautiful. to hear that. Mm -hmm. What do we got here? Okay. We got good morning from New Brunswick. Hey, it's our one listener from New Brunswick. <laughs> Is that what it was? We had one from New Brunswick? Something like that. I was one. Yeah. When I looked at the stats um, to see how many listeners. Or download, sorry, in uh, all the provinces. Like some of the East Coast provinces has like one <laughs> or like 12. 
but haven't made it big out there yet. Uh, no, the community is not very. I, I I don't think it's a me problem. I think it's just a community problem. There's not a very big community out there. Oh, of investors. Yes. I thought you meant like they're not very welcoming. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, <clears throat> what are we working on today? Like, like legitimately, like, what do we have on the go? No, just what's going on for the show today. Oh, I don't know. Well, Gabu was gone yesterday. Mm-hmm. I got in very late last night. I went out to the uh, the REM Masters meetup there in Calgary um, last night at our <laughs> fix and flip project in uh, in, in Calgary, and um, had a great night. Left much later than I said I was going to leave. I, I, said I, was gonna I told leave. you you were going to. I was like, you're not going to get out of there until minimum eight. Yeah, it was 8.30. Got home just a little before midnight. Um, I hit something, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the... F- Hopefully not a human being. No, well... There was no blood? No. It, uh, it, was, it, was, it, was, it took up three quarters of the lane. It was, it was curved. It was about 12 <laughs> inches in width. It looked like a bumper. Sounded like a bumper, bumper or a scrap of a tire or something, it, or or a like um yeah exactly like a um uh the tire of a transport uh, transport truck that was but it's it, it was like it was like perfectly like set up right in the middle of that lane and it's just because it was so dark and when it when it came like it's there was no opportunity to move uh, whatsoever because you know the drive between Calgary and Evans just like there's nothing nothing for like you know like an hour and a half and uh and then so you're just on cruise control you're just kind of looking and then all of a sudden bam just kind of came out of nowhere and i fucking hit it <laughs> i hit it hard and no scrapes no you know squeals nothing um no dragging and so i had to try and look underneath the car in the middle of the night yeah. which was hard even with a you know a cell phone um <laughs> uh flashlight but uh couldn't see anything. Tires were all good. Didn't see anything obstructing. So I went on and, and again, I kind of did a little bit of a brake check, did a little, you know, warmed up the tires like the NASCAR drivers, you know, nothing. And then got into, got into Leduc. And then as soon as I, I, I went on the brakes in Leduc at the exit, it was like, Aah. I'm like, Oh, fuck me. So, Oof. Yeah, it it, tur- it looks like the splash the splash shield um like is completely gone. It's, I didn't notice. And there's a little piece kind of is, thing. Is that the one that's like brand new that we just had put yeah. on? Oh my god, that was an expensive repair. Yeah. Really expensive. No, repair. that's completely that's completely oh, okay. what you're thinking about. But okay. Anyways, that 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 sucked. But otherwise, it was a great night. Um but I'm a little tired. Good. Um went to bed a little later than I normally do. So I uh um not exactly sure what we should be talking about today. I did get an email from uh, someone uh, from uh, from a listener, and I'm going to answer that question a little bit here. Looks like um, uh, someone else has a question here. The uh, Joe, I think it might be Joe uh, A Modeo. Maybe it's backwards. J? Joe Doma. Oh, maybe you put his name backwards. Okay. Well, it looks like he had a question, um, and uh, we'll answer that as well. Um, quick word from our sponsor. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry-pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyer's list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from no DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers. Or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. And a good morning to Don. Don's on the show today. Um, I met Don for the first time on Sunday. Um, it was nice meeting Don. On, there. on Sunday. Well, what was Sunday? Uh, Sunday oh, we had the, that, that meetup in yeah, Edmonton. Yeah, meet up. Oh, you didn't get to meet him, but I did. 
So just saw he popped in there. So, um, <clears throat> Okay, so the question from probably Joe. That's a much better name. Yes. And it wasn't backwards. <laughs> Joe M. Amadeo. Oh, okay. <laughs> so um, Amadeo is his last name. Yes. Amadeo J. Okay. <laughs> got okay. it. Got it. Got it. All right. Got it. So, so I'm looking at purchasing a condo in Calgary. Can you recommend a good real estate agent? Any advice on the condo market? Okay. Okay. Well, Do you have a real estate agent recommendation for Calgary, Gabby? Um, you're asking me realtor names in Calgary? <laughs> we, we've used two realtors yeah, we in Calgary. Uh, we're not exclusive to anyone in Calgary. Um, Santosh Nathan, uh, as well as Natasha Phipps. Yeah. So uh, um, give them both a call and... And if anybody else has any recommendations as well for Calgary, you know, feel free to put in the comments. Um, that's a, I'm, I'm glad you asked because, you know, it's important to ask other real estate investors who they use. And, but at the end of the day, choose the one that works best for you. Right. Um, sorry, let me rephrase that. Choose the one of the investor focused uh, realtors at, than the one that, that you communicate best with. Um, I don't necessarily, you know, know which one would be right for you for condos but um of those two give them both a call and any other recommendations that pop up here in the in the chat and then um give them a call and and, and hop on hop on with them and see which one suits you best yeah sounds you. like uh chris had a, a great recommendation for somebody very knowledgeable in the condo market <clears throat> and they're also a mortgage broker so okay perfect yeah, yeah check um, the comments there take notes any advice on the condo market um, he, he's coming in from New Brunswick, so I'm, I'm going to give him an honest answer. Mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't BS people. Um, I can tell you that it, 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 um, uh, most certainly will not cash flow. That's, that's a fact just based on the rent to, um, uh, expense ratio or rent to purchase price ratio in, in, uh, in that market, I just, I know, and new interest rates, especially with new interest rates, they didn't really, they didn't really cash flow before um, with the previous interest rates either. So I would say just be very cautious of that. Um, I'm not certain why you chose condo. Um, I'm not certain whether you're choosing an apartment condo or a townhouse condo. Um, <laughs> we need a little more information on that one. Um, if I were to provide any advice, um, my standard advice to that would be, I'd like to know why. Uh, because if you asked me, would, would, would you recommend it? I would probably say no, because it goes against the basic fundamentals of real estate investing. <clears throat> but I, do, I do not offer financial advice. Um, I do not tell people what they should or shouldn't invest in. So that's why if, if there's like, if you say I've only got this much money, okay, then there's, there's, there's probably a reason or, Hey, I want to get a condo in this area because I want to do short-term rentals. Okay. That makes a little more sense. Let's, let's dive a little deeper, but uh, generally speaking, um, always comes back to the numbers, always comes back to the numbers do and the, the basic math. fundamentals. Yeah. I think that if you're buying a rental property, you should always be based on cash flow as much as possible. Um, that way, if interest rates continue to go up or rents don't come up and, and or go down, um, you're, you have a cushion, right? Um, you want to make sure that you got a cash flow cushion so that you're protected. So, you know, a lot of people when, um, in situations like that where, because it's like there's always cycles, right? There's always cycles where rents go down or payments go up and stuff like that. And and it, it, when when things are bad, you know, it's the people that bought right. They're the ones that are okay, because they they're like, oh, it's okay. I've got a thousand dollars cash flow, even though my mortgage payment went up six hundred bucks. I've still got four hundred dollars in cushion left, 
right? Because I already had a thousand and those people are just fine. <clears throat> but the people who bought with like a hundred dollars cash flow and their mortgage payments went up by 600 bucks. Now they're negative 500 bucks. Depending on how many properties you have, that can really add up, mm -hmm. right? Now, will it last forever? Probably not. It's probably only going to be for you know a couple of years and then things will kind of level out. But <clears throat> that's why just, yeah, just be super careful with that. Make sure you always buy for cash flow if possible, unless of course there's an educated, um, you know, reason as to why not to. Um, but I'll leave it at that. Does that sound, that sound like decent advice for what I got? Yeah. Do you want a little bit more info? Oh, obviously. <clears throat> so he says, looking at all options, long distance investing, peace of mind with an on-site property manager. I personally do not like condos, but thinking of the Calgary market. Um, so um, a little easier to manage a condo long distance than a single family house, I guess, is the thought process. I disagree. I dis. I, yeah. Um, I, it's the convenience of it does not outweigh the risk of that investment failing mm -hmm. because especially it sounds like an apartment condo mm -hmm. based off what he's saying. Mm -hmm. Those condo fees are way too much and the rents aren't high enough. Um, I, in my opinion, I've said this many times. I, in my opinion, that the one that's easiest to manage is the single family home with the white picket fence and the family that stays for five years. Mm -hmm. That is historically the easiest to manage, not the best on paper. You know what I mean? Like, but it's still better than an apartment. But I find that those families tend to take care of it more. They are far less likely to uproot their family because the kids are in school, right? Mm -hmm. They have friends in the area. They're not going to move and do midnight moves and stuff like that. You know what I mean? They're far less likely. Mm -hmm. I will say that managing from afar is a very risky um, strategy as well. Um, I would highly recommend having boots on the ground. Actually, you know what, Joe? Um, send me an email, info at reimorningshow.com. And I have someone in Calgary that can help you out. Um, not a property manager, but just maybe someone like what you need on, what you need on like, in, what you need is like someone to be able to go and like serve notices and like to drop off gifts and to, you know, if, if whatever reason someone's not responding to your emails, like, you know, and you're like, this person left, like, how do I know if they're still there? They didn't pay rent and it's the 10th. Like, how do I know? To be able to have someone go knock on the door just to make sure that someone's there and someone's okay and they're not dead or you know to be able to have someone go down there and just like drop off light bulbs and stuff like that it's it's nice as opposed to having to pay a property manager so um shoot me an email and i got someone i can recommend to you um yeah and joel i'll just add one last thing is that um you know i know you're looking at alberta and um you've set your sights on calgary but um, if you're in the research phase and just thinking about things and looking at possibilities, look at Edmonton as well, um, because you'll get um, a very similar product for a much better price tag in Edmonton. We're, we have no, we're not realtors. So we're not selling anything for Edmonton. That's no, just our just, research. Yeah, it's just facts. Yeah. Um, Calgary costs a lot more for the same type of property than Calgary does right now. So yeah. Um, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to answer the email question first before we answer Roxanne's, <clears throat> um, help me out with this a little bit here now. Um, so the question that came in through the email, uh, was how can someone who considers themselves a bit shy become more comfortable at networking events? Networking events have always been outside of our comfort zones. Do you have any suggestions or tips? on how we can overcome this. Is there anything we should or shouldn't do during these networking events? Gab, uh, would you consider yourself a little shy? Yes. 
Um, yeah, I feel very uncomfortable at networking events. Um, I don't know why. Everybody knows you. It's so weird, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. And it, like, hmm. uh, yeah, I I don't know. I think that um, I think that I think personally for me that it's uh, probably deep rooted. Um, it's funny because with now having a daughter, um, she was, she was very shy as a little kid. And I used to all like when people would try to talk to her and she just like would stare and not say anything. I used to just always be like, oh, she's just shy. She's just shy. And I realized I was telling everybody she's just shy. So then she was starting to say, mom, I'm shy. I'm shy. And I'm like, God, that's how it happens. That's how it happens. Like, that's how you, that's how you build that. That's where like, you know. Somebody tells you you're shy enough and you're going to be shy, right? Your parents tell you it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I stopped saying that. I stopped I stopped using that terminology with her. But um, anyways, I digress. Um, I still to this date. Uh, well, you know what? That's a very good point though because understanding. Here's the thing. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Here's the thing. Um, let's try and not to like, hey, how do I not be this? Um, the first step to, 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 to really overcoming something is understanding it. 100%. So think back to where it was that it stemmed for you. This is like, again, I've said why, I don't know why I've said this at least 10 times in the last week, but I am not a therapist. It's just really weird that I, I, I it's, I'm just realizing that I'm saying it a lot. Um, but, you know, when you go to like therapy sessions, that's what they do. They try and figure out the root problem, right? If you can isolate and, and, and um, identify the root problem, then by understanding it's significantly easier to to correct to overcome. or yeah. overcome or grow from it yeah i don't think that you need to necessarily cut something out you just need to understand it and grow from it <clears throat> but continue i just want to add that in there yeah for sure um yeah so so i'm not i'm not gonna lie and uh say that eventually it just disappears because i think that uh you know when you're like, and for me, I keep reading this thing on social media that keeps popping up and it's probably because I keep stopping on it and, and reading it. So it keeps coming back up yeah. into my feed, but, uh, it's something along the lines of, I'm, I'm not shy. I just, um, enjoy my peace. And so I'm actually very extroverted around people who bring me peace. And I love that because it's true, like around my family, my friends, like people <laughs> who I'm really close to. I'm not shy with them at all. Like I love being around them and I'm totally extroverted, but around situations where it's just like not comfortable, I'm not really like a, a super great conversationalist. I just would rather sit back and listen and observe. Right. And that's one thing that, um, that has also come up is that like, you know, you can call yourself shy or you can realize that you're an observer. You like to sit back and observe and take things in. You know, so, so check the language that you're talking to yourself about, first of all, because I, while Wayne said, Gabby, would you identify yourself as somebody who's a little bit shy before, you know, handing this over to me? That's that's not like me to say that. No, but it, but, and I said, (laughs) yes, it's, you know, like, yes, but at the same time, I try not to identify as shy anymore or, you know, people who are like, oh, I'm introverted. I'm introverted. I'm introverted. I've tried to remove that from my vocabulary as well. Yeah. Because the words that you speak to yourself are very important mm-hmm. and it's what you believe and it's what, um, what, what you identify as. If you say it enough, that's how you identify yourself. Yeah. So take those words out. As far as getting into rooms and feeling more comfortable, you ju- you have to start. If you don't start going, you're never going to feel a single ounce of comfort in those yeah. settings. So you need to expose yourself. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> yeah. Wayne, stop. Expose yourself to different <laughs> situations. Um, oh man. <laughs> yes. So, Anyways, I'm just not, I am not gonna grow up. <laughs> start getting in those rooms and start. Um, you know, you might find like I definitely find people that I um, more easily talk to, more easily connect with when I enter a room, it's almost like you're drawn to them. If you're really conscious about energy being given off and, um, and that sort of thing, you'll find your people more easily being conscious to that. I think of, um, a conversation actually just this past Sunday that, uh, Taylor and I had, 
And uh, we've been chatting a little bit since, of, you know, talking about how, that, how lovely that conversation was. And on an energy level, I am drawn to Taylor. She is my, she's my people. And I talk about this a lot with my women's mastermind groups as well, is that, you know, I didn't like when, when I was trying to fill groups, I didn't like promoting them because I knew that my people would find me. If I was putting out content on social media and if I was, um, you know, saying things and speaking my truth and being who I am and not pretending to be anybody else, not saying things that I didn't actually mean, I knew that the people who were my people would find me and would want to join my groups. And it goes for the same thing in a social setting. If you are yourself, if you are giving off your energy, not some fake energy, not some, oh, I'm going to walk in here and pretend that I'm Miss, Mrs. or Mr. Extroverted and I'm going to just bullshit my way through these conversations and I'm going to meet everybody, then people are going to smell that. Yeah, they're going to smell it if that's not who you actually are. So finding your people and starting to have conversations with those people. And honestly, on like I said, I still walk into, into those rooms, into my own events on Sunday, like, you know, Matt and Taylor put on the event, but we're, we're you know, it was also Wayne and, and my event. I walk into that and I'm still uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I just gravitated toward, you know, like my people had a few conversations after I had those conversations, felt totally like, fine. And that's years of, you know, putting yourself in uncomfortable situations, but you can't grow if you don't experience those things. That's ain't that the truth. I, I, um, Sheila, I don't know if you mind if I say your name, I said it anyway. So Sheila, um, I do not like networking events. (laughs) I don't, I don't. If I, if I could have it my way, I would work alone in my office, which I do. I rarely leave. Um, I, I like, I like real estate networking events more than I like other circles of conversation. I definitely, you will not catch me in a circle of conversation outside of real estate. It's like when, when Gabby, I don't know if you guys remember, like she said, like a week or two ago, I was having a conversation with a guy in the garage and she's just like, that is not Wayne. Like, I don't, yeah. they, you, I'll give you 30 seconds before I'm moving. Like I got stuff to do. I don't want to talk about the weather. Um, in, in real estate circles is okay because it's, it's, we're talking about things that I like talking about, but I, I just want you to understand that most people in that room are, are feeling the exact same way. And, and even myself, I'm feeling the exact same way. The fact that I was able to build up a brand where people come to me really helped because early on networking, I left early a lot. I like, I do you remember early on Gab? Like we would go out to these things and then we just kind of like kind of float around a little bit and we're like, okay, do you want to get out of here? Get out of here yeah. Cause I don't want to go up to this random person <coughs> and say hello. You know what I mean? That's, that's what they tell you to do at those networking events too. Like, yeah. Hey, don't sit with somebody that, you know, go shake a new hand and say hello. And then you're like, Hey, 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 um, so, um, are you an investor? Yes. Yes. I'm an investor. Are you an investor? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd like to be, I mean, I've, I've only got two doors, but Hey, no, two doors is great. Great buddy. You, you keep doing that and you know, it'll come along. Oh yeah. How many doors do you have? Like, does this sound like every fucking networking conversation you've ever had? Yeah. Cause that's every networking conversation I've ever had. And it's incredibly awkward. Yeah. Unless like you meet someone that's like completely like wows you, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like early on, I can remember some like very inspirational connections that I made. Where like I met someone, I'm like, holy shit, I did not know that this is possible that people can do that kind of stuff. So like there were some of those conversations, but most of the conversations are like the first one I gave you. It's just like, hey, and because they don't want to have that conversation any more than you do. But over time, and like Gabby said, if you, I, I laughed when you said it. I laugh when you said, I put myself out there on social media. It's almost like social media is like, yeah, is the automatic of- default answer to everything. <laughs> it just makes things so much easier for everything. But if people already know you well in advance, they will come to you 
and say hi to you as opposed to you going to them and they'll ask you questions which makes things so much easier i'll tell you like i can just sit in the corner of a room and people come over and be like hey i saw you on this or hey i've been listening to you on this it's so much easier to have conversations when they come to you i promise you but and so many people come up to me and and say like oh my god did you see the moon last night and like those types of things because they know <laughs> i'm obsessed with the moon you know what I mean, though? But that opens an easy conversation, Yeah, something that you're familiar with and that you love talking about and that you, you know, really enjoy in life. And then you can start talking about real estate. Yeah. But it's those types. It's it's true, though. Like, you know, if you're if you're active on social media and people can see who you are, <laughs> what you like, um, what kind of things you're up to, then they can ask you a question about instead of just a, like, hey, what's your name? Oh, cool. So what do you do? Yeah. You know, like those those awkward starts. Yeah. If it starts in a comfortable topic, something you're comfortable with, mm -hmm. it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Well, even like yeah. I mentioned, I met Don on Sunday and um, and when he said his name, he said Don and then asked the last name, he said Christensen. It's like, oh, okay, I know. I know who you are. Um, and I can kind of piece it together a little bit. I'm like, okay, I've seen you kind of like floating around. I haven't really seen you out at any of these events. And and, but I've seen, I've looked up when you added me as a friend, I looked you up and I see the stuff you're posting. So I have a general idea of what Don's all about. Not much because Don doesn't post very much, but I have a general idea of who he is. And then I can kind of make some connections and I could be like, oh, wait a second. Didn't, aren't you the guy that did this? Or like, Hey, you know, I saw that you were, you know, buying a property yesterday. You know what I mean? You can, it, it makes things a little bit easier. You, you can kind of come up with something, you know, maybe find some common ground to talk about really quickly. Um, because I get it, like me, me telling you the answer is to go out and be super active on social media so that it's easier to network in person. Um, though it's the right answer, it's not the answer that people want to hear. And I, <coughs> excuse me. Um, I'm trying to give people realistic answers, something that they'll actually take and use. Um, because the right answer isn't... <laughs> I don't know. I, just just in my experience of coaching, um, you know, I can give you the right answer, but no one's going to use it. So, like, I'll try and give you something that you can use right now to get you a little more comfortable. And as you grow into it, maybe you'll eventually start doing it the right way. But um, the, the simple answer, not the answer you want to hear, is just to go and suck it up. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah. That's That's it. Um, but I like what Gabby said, you know, you can find your people. If you know one or two people, go and gravitate towards that circle. <coughs> if you want to use me, um, go hop into my circle. Yeah. It's like kind of creep I'll introduce in, you to people. Creep into my, whoever I'm talking to say, Hey Wayne, how you doing? And I'd be like, Hey Sheila or Hey Don or Hey Gabby. Have you met Don? No, I haven't. Don here, <coughs> uh, loves, um, moons. No way. I love moons too. <laughs> and then you get talking about the moon. You know what I mean? Create that connection. And a lot of times, especially at networking events, that's like, that's how you, you get two people to shake hands and you're like, okay, guys, I'm going to talk to more people. And you kind of walk away. You disconnect from the conversation. And that way, that's another thing is, sorry, this tickle in my throat is going to bother me. I'll show. Um, when uh, the hardest thing I always had trouble with early on was disconnecting from conversations because you would get like a networking break. You know what I mean? Sometimes for 15 minutes, half an hour, whatever. And the same person would keep talking to you and talking and talking and talking. And you're like, I, I came here to, to meet lots of people, not meet one person. So you also need to um, find a way to respectfully disconnect from that conversation um, and move on to the next conversation. You know what I, I always used to use? Okay. Hey, don't mean to be rude, but, um, I was actually just on the way to the washroom. It was great chatting with you. Um, I'll catch up with you later. <laughs> and then like, I'd use that all the time. And then I remember one time, one guy's like, Oh, the old, I gotta go to the washroom trick. Nice. <laughs> nice. Okay. Yeah. Nice meeting you too. And I was, I was like so Awkward. offended. I'm like, no, screw you, man. I really did have to go to the washroom. <laughs> um, but like he, he, it could, I could just tell that he was offended by it. And I felt embarrassed by mm -hmm. using the same the one that I always use. And uh, yeah, so I mean, that's, that's an easy one. Hey, actually, I was just on the way to the washroom or, you know, a really good one would be like, um, hey, I just wanted to 
It was really, really great meeting you. I want to meet a few other people tonight. Um, do you got a card or something like that or a phone number that I can reconnect with you? Maybe we can go get coffee. Okay, thanks so much. Great meeting you. Otherwise, that person will keep talking, talking, talking. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, can I? May I? Oh, somebody calling in? Yeah, you got something Oh, to say? okay. No, it's okay. I'm good. You sure? You might change the subject. No, it's okay. Wilson has been known to change the subject. Yeah, he's a subject changer. <laughs> okay. I mean, hello, good morning, everybody. I mean, hello, good morning. I was going to start with, I mean, Gabby, if you want to go ahead, but then I forgot, hey, where are my manners? I have to say good morning. Good morning. <laughs> I'm going to make this call really deep. Uh, my voice is going to be really deep so that uh, Wayne has a lot of fun editing. Sorry, Wayne. You got it, buddy. Not a problem. Um, question, guys. And yes, I'm going to change the subject. My apologies. Um, so I've been reaching out to a lot of people that we have talked to in the past uh, year. We have a whole list of people. And the people who said back then a year ago, oh, yeah, we're just waiting for an opportunity to invest. Uh, we noticed that about overwhelmingly about 75% of them uh, were now saying something along the lines of, I'm waiting for the next crash to start investing. Now, I do believe that there is always opportunity in any part of the cycle of a market. In our case, we were doing burst, now we're doing flipping. What would you say to these people, Wayne, to not convince them, but to make them realize that there is opportunity no matter uh, you know the cycle of the market? Wilson, am I giving honest answers this morning? <laughs> <laughs> you know me well enough. Uh, 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 well, are, are you trying to maintain these relationships? <laughs> I'm just going to help them to get started into this. Hang on a second. I just got an email that's, uh, oh, wow, that's a good email. Eh? What? Sorry. One of my private lenders just said they have a bunch of money to lend out. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> is, is he listening? Is he on the show this morning? He just sent me a big email said I got a big chunk of money. I'm ready to lend out. <laughs> Sorry, Wilson. I'm changing the subject. Oh. oh. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Um, okay, that's a really great question because that is one that I get a lot. Um, uh, wow. You know, I, I get that a lot actually in, um, in, uh, in some of those networking events. Where you ever get caught up in like one of those networking events and someone's like, they think they know it all. They've got one property or they don't have any properties and they say something like that. And I just want to like, just stop them and say, you fucking moron. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they watch some YouTube video as someone said that the crash is coming and everybody's putting, you know, I'm, I'm selling off everything. It's all cash right now. All cash, baby. Because when, when this thing, you know, crashes, this is when the new wealthy come into play. You know, this is when the wealth shifts because it crashes and I'm going to buy all this shit up at pennies on the dollar. Um, anyone who buys into that shit, they are not my joint venture prospect. They're not, they, they don't fit the profile. Because those aren't the people, for me personally, Wilson, um, those aren't the people I like to work with because they are a huge fucking pain in the ass. Huge pain in the ass. I am not in this to convince people to invest with me. I'm looking for my people, like Gabby said earlier. I'm looking for the people and, and, and once, figure out, who, figure out who your target joint venture partner is. Just like a target, like tenant profile. Figure out who that person is. And for me personally, it's the person that has money, not an extremely rich person, but like got some equity in the house or got some savings. You know what I mean? They understand the value of real estate, but they just don't have the time to do it. You know, they're the type of people that say like things like, oh, I really want to. I just really don't have the time to figure it out. Like I want to, but like the tenants and the toilets and that kind of stuff, I just, I do, I do not want to do that. So if I could partner with someone and they can take care of all this stuff and we could just put the profits, I'd be down for something like that. That's the type of person I'm looking for. They're rare, but they're out there. You just got to, but it's kind of like when you're thinking about buying a certain kind like a, a truck, you know what I mean? You start seeing that. I'm sure you're seeing F-150s everywhere right now since you buy your truck. You know what I mean? You see them everywhere because it's, it's, it's in, you're, you're focused on it. So identify the type of person. And then I put all of my energy, all of my marketing 
towards that person. And then anyone else that someone could come up to me and send me an email right now and say, I've got a million dollars. I want to invest with you. I'm like, yeah, I'm not interested because that person just doesn't fit it. So that's, that's my opinion on it. I just avoid them altogether. Wilson. Perfect. Thank you so much guys. And so, sorry, we, we can go back to the old topic. What, what were we talking about before? <laughs> <laughs> Networking. You're a good networker. Yes. Well, you. when you walk in, when you walk in with a smile like that, I mean, geez, <laughs> it's infectious. <laughs> Thanks for calling anybody. Thank you. Just gonna adjust the audio really quickly here. Um, yeah, I'm really glad that he called in with that question. I'm I'm I'm, I'm just bugging him, but. That's a, that's a really good question because a lot of people, they chase the money and they don't focus on the type of person that they really want to be working with. Um, you know what? Maybe, maybe you even, you, you do manage to quote unquote convince that person that it's right. You know what I mean? And, and the way to convince them is what's the magic words? Social media. <laughs> Social media. I was like, be yourself. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, me being myself though. <laughs> yeah. It, you know, you can educate people because most of the people that think that way, that, that just the only information that they have, they don't know any different. They've never taken a course. They don't know the basic fundamentals of like, you know, how, how to be successful in real estate investing. <laughs> you know, had they, instead of, you know, heard some dumb US, you know, Instagram influencers or, you know, YouTube videos. And instead, they, you know, maybe listen to the show, this is the first, you know, exposure that they had to real estate investing, you know, they would, they would, their fundamentals would be a little bit different. You know what I mean? Their their plan would be a little bit different. They just don't know. So you can put out content, you know what I mean? Share content of like, um, your top five tips on how to be successful in real estate investing or uh, how to scale at real estate investing with little to no risk, or, you know what I mean? Like kind of address it from that angle and, and not a get rich quick approach, which is what people are looking for. They're looking for get rich quick. They don't want, they're not interested in 17% returns for the next 20 years. They want 300% returns in the next three months. Right. And it's just a losing strategy. And they don't want to hear, nobody wants to hear that they're wrong or that your way is better. It's the most annoying thing in the world to hear. So <clears throat> if you can just subtly educate them by either a, like for me, I did a podcast, it's easy, um, but I don't recommend doing a podcast, but you can just put out a piece of content every day that's that is targeted towards that person and educating them on the right ways to do it. And then hopefully they consume your content. It changes their belief system on how to go about doing it. And then eventually when you meet with them again, that conversation's a little bit easier. I, again, like it seems like a much more unproductive approach though. You know what I mean? If you're spending all your time trying to convince people some people otherwise of something else, I think it's more productive to find the people that are already there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Identify the problem. Cause I, I've, I've talked about this in, in joint venture master classes and courses we've done. I have a specific person in mind when I think about my joint venture partners, it's like they, they fit a certain mold. Now this is the joint venture partner that I buy rental properties with. Mm -hmm. Right. Not not just generally joint venture partners because I have a, a different type of profile for you know each type of whatever I'm looking for or the, who the type of people I want to work with. But the person that I like, you know, in, in taking you know as, as a money partner is the person who's. I'm, I'm going to give it to you for free today. Um, I'm going to try and describe someone in your high school class. <clears throat> Okay, because everybody's got one because everybody had the same dynamic um, or, or social classes in, 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 in high school for the, for the most part. But I'm thinking of the 
one of the girls who was um let's say in the popular crowd but not like overly like confident there was always one that kind of just kind of followed along that had really good grades you know the person i'm talking about the person who was like she was the one that had really good grades and just had lots of friends, but she wasn't like over the top. She was probably either first or second in class. Okay. Cute, but not like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to draw a picture here. This is, this is really weird for me to say, but like, I'm trying to like everyone, I'm sure someone's like, Oh, Jennifer, Jennifer. Yeah. He's talking about Jennifer, right? Willing to do all the research, willing to learn about everything but never quite stepped outside the shell. Okay. Okay. Never quite went and made the decisions for herself. Smart, but never quite had the initiative to go. You know what I'm saying? She was in that crowd, but, and she, but she was smart, but never quite made the step for herself. And then she went on to a career, did really well in the career. Great, you know, grades, went to college, university, got the degrees and everything else, started making really good money. But again, any progression in her field, any promotions and stuff were given to her. She never pushed for them. Just a good employee. Get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Smart, has money, understands the value of it, of real estate, watched a couple videos, probably did 28 hours worth of research over the weekend, but not enough to actually pull the trigger because I just, I want to, but it just doesn't feel quite right. The timing doesn't seem right. I don't know. I just don't know what type of, I need someone just to kind of hold my hand mm -hmm. for the first couple until I fully understand it. And then I might do it. That person right there is my joint venture prospect. Because the difference between her and I is I'm not afraid of taking that step. So I am what she needs and she is what I need because mm -hmm. she's also not going to question my decisions mm -hmm. because she trusts me. She's looking for someone that she can trust, that she can just say, hey, I want to put this thing on autopilot <laughs> and I just want to know what's good. And I want to know that you know what you're doing. And I, as a real estate investing expert, I can give her that confidence that I know that if I either know the answer or I'm the type of person that'll find the answer. And that's what she's looking for. So it's a perfect match. Right. And as well, she's not a huge pain in my ass. Yeah. Because as a real estate expert, you're, you're there making decisions every day. That's what you're good at. Right. You're good at like either knowing the answer or figuring out the answer. The last thing you want is someone who's going to be questioning everything that you're doing. Well, maybe, you, you know, have you thought about doing it this way? And you just want to say, shut the hell up. I know what I'm doing. You don't know what you're doing. You're thinking that in your mind, right? Mm -hmm. But if you find that right person, they won't ask you those questions. So that's who it is. I identified exactly who it is that I look for. Now, it's not the girl and it's not always Jennifer, but those are the qualities that I look for within that profile. And when someone approaches me or when I'm approaching someone, it is looking for the qualities that fall within that type of person. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I will not give my gen, like I won't say the name of the person that I'm thinking just in case. Cause I got a lot of people from high school that listen to the show. It's really weird. <laughs> um, so I don't, I don't want it to be like super weird and I don't want to make someone feel awkward, but you never know. She might be a joint venture partner in the future. But, but that that is generally I wanted to paint a picture and I know it sounded a little bit weird like the way I was describing it but I wanted I wanted to be as relatable as possible to your high school class because you you probably have a Jennifer or a Jim or something like that you know what I mean that you're thinking oh that's ex I know exactly who he's talking about in fact I'm calling Jim this afternoon I, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna reconnect with him or you know it might be someone at work or it might be one of the other parents at you know at the drop-off at school Right. And then I would put all of my energy into going and, and, and all my content towards that person. So you're not tagging that person in your content, but you know, try to figure out how do I get that person to look over here? Right. And maybe that's some strategic, um, you know, things that you say at the drop off, 
you know, the drop and kiss area, whichever, wherever you drop off your kids. You know, maybe you drop and kiss. What do they, what do they call it? Kiss and go. Kiss and go. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I clearly don't drop her off often enough <laughs> or pay attention to the signs. But, you know, perhaps like, you know, like, hey, Jim, how's it going? Or like, hey, hey, Janet. And, and good, good, good. How's your, how's your day? I'm good, good. Are you going off to work now? Uh, she says to me and I say, oh, no, no, I, I work from home. Oh, cool. What do you do? Uh, real estate investor. Oh, wow. Like, you know, how's the market right now? That's good. You know, buying lots of properties. Oh, you're not a realtor? No, I'm not a realtor. I'm a real estate investor. Oh, what's that? I do this, this, this. Oh, that's cool. You know what I mean? Just leave it at that and just start. Of course, naturally, she's going to be interested, right? Mm-hmm. And then she'll keep asking you more questions and that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you, you add each other on social media. And then next thing you know, they start seeing all your content. Like I had, And then tomorrow they come back and they're like, I had no idea you're this big shot investor. Like you got all these properties and stuff. And you're doing videos and webinars. See what I mean? You kind of build up that relationship and then you know that they're looking at you and then start putting out content. Maybe the content for tomorrow or the day after is going to be how to access equity out of your home by using a HELOC. How to do the Smith maneuver, how to write off the interest on your borrowed funds that you invest into real estate. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The, 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 the strategic things you want them to learn because those are probably the questions that are preventing them. Well, like, I don't have any savings. Oh, wow. I can pull out the 200K in my house. You don't tell them that, but you show them that. Yeah, for sure. I'm giving a big joint venture course today, but it like, this is why I did a big huff and puff when, when Wilson asked, because as soon as he said, it, I'm like, that is just a huge waste of time in my eyes. You know what I mean? I just don't bother convincing people of something that they don't want to hear. Yeah. I look for the Jennifers. Right. Definitely. <clears throat> Okay. Uh, wow. 162 messages. I got to go through. <laughs> um, Roxanne had a question. Um, I don't know if this is a question we can answer today or whether it's going to be a tomorrow thing. If it's, if it's a longer answer, we'll say tomorrow and then I'll save it. Wow. This tickle in my throat. All that talking yesterday, my throat is so freaking sore. Um, okay. Roxanne says, with Gabby in tax mode, how's that going? Mm. Tax mode and being sick. Mm. <laughs> great answer. Can I ask how your business is structured? Oh my gosh. Buy me a drink first. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. From flips to rentals, et cetera. Like, do you have one big corp and then a few small businesses within it or just a bunch of corps? That's a good question. Um, We will tell you how ours is structured. And then my recommendation is always going to be go talk to your accountant and your lawyer to determine how yours should be structured because <clears throat> it depends on your tax planning strategy. Um, our flips are through one corporation. Um, our consulting and coaching is, is through the same corp just for simplicity. Um, we should probably have it separate under one parent company and just to kind of keep things clean and neat and tidy. It's, it's on our to-do list once the, <laughs> once the taxes are done. Uh, we do want to organize things better. Um, we have rental properties underneath our personal name. Most of them are underneath our personal name. Um, and then same thing with joint venture partners who own the properties, like who are on title and on mortgage. Uh, we are partners through our personal name. Um, we did all that still when I was working, so it, like it, it made sense. Um, we have a, a few properties within corporations. Um, that was just strategic, um, without getting into too much detail. And then, uh, what else is there? Is that it? More or less, mostly less. Yeah. For our active investing stuff. Yeah. 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 So I would recommend, you know, for flipping, generally speaking, you want to have it in a corp because you're making lots of money. Um, you don't want that to go on your personal tax, like yearly uh, income. Um, it's better to keep that in a corp and then just keep using that for that business so that we don't pay big taxes, especially if you're, if you still have your a job and a, you know, um, you're making over a hundred thousand dollars a year. You don't want to make another hundred thousand dollars a year or $200,000 a year on top of that in your personal income. You're just going to get taxed way too high. So keep it within the corp and then keep it as like, um, you know, those profits go back into the corp. You keep reinvesting them into the, you know, new flips. And then you can be strategic about how you pay yourself out. 
um, whether that be dividends or a salary from your corp. So that way you don't pay lots of taxes. Um, you can be strategic. Rentals, I mean, you can keep them in your name. It makes the most sense. If you can get mortgages on your personal side, keep doing it. Eventually, you know, you'll probably want to buy more um, properties and you, you got to go through like commercial lenders. Um, it, 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 when you do that, you got to buy them through a corporation, which is a little more complicated. But, you know, today is Thursday. So today is master's coaching uh, day. Um, we got a coaching call tonight. If you want to ask me more detail, I can dive a little bit deeper into it tonight. Um, does that work? Decent enough? Answer? <laughs> okay. Now I'm going to go through all of these comments. Oh boy. I'm way behind. Did you see anything? Okay. Quick commercial break and I'll be back in a second. You're looking to increase cash flow. Would you like to buy more properties without going to the bank? Would you like to raise more capital? If so, Barry McGuire's AFS program is where you need to be. Join us on September 24th in Edmonton, Alberta. Sign up now at barrymaguire.ca. That's barrymaguire.ca. Okay, that commercial was not long enough. <laughs> um I, I'm, I am a little bit behind on the comments here, but um, back to what uh, um, the question about networking. Uh, Liam um, re put a comment there and I might not get through all the comments today, but I w I'll go through them after the, after the hour and I'll save the ones if there was additional questions and save them for tomorrow. Um, Liam said, you just got to keep showing up and it gets a lot easier. You'll know most people like Gabby said. So, Eventually, it's like gathering with friends. Uh, a tip I found that helped me was to try and make at least one solid relationship at each event. That's that's really good advice. Um, I know that Liam will be okay with me saying this. Oh, by the way, it's it's like four o'clock in the morning where Liam is right now. Is it? Yeah, it was. He said the show is like three a.m. in Poland. Jeez. Hey Siri, what time is it in Poland? In Warsaw, Poland, it's 2.57 p.m. Oh, it's 3 p.m. <laughs> oh. <okay>. Liar. <laughs> no, I, I think I maybe I misread it. He, he sent me a message late yesterday. Okay, but um, Liam's going to be okay with me saying this. I know that. But uh, Liam was very, very quiet when we met him. Yes. Very, very quiet. And we keep saying, like, how shocked we are that he's, like, the Instagram mogul now. Yeah. Like, everybody looks to him for, like, you know, the cool Instagram videos and stuff like that. And it's like, it's crazy. It's so it's, it's amazing to see how much growth he's had in, um, in, in these large settings with people, you know, strangers, mind blowing, um, way doing way better than I've ever done. <laughs> um, but like you said, you just got to keep showing up and it gets a lot easier. Mm -hmm. And like, as well, you know, you, you make those, those connections with people, um, and then it turns into like friendships. You know what I mean? Like I see people, uh, you know, at some of these things and like we're, we're friends. You know what I mean? Like 75% of the room is like, hey, how's it going? Um, I saw Matt la last night and I, oh God, I'm going to mess up his last name. Is it Ledger or Leger? Ledger. He corrected me once and I can't remember. <laughs> saw Matt last night. He, nice. he was out in Calgary. Yep. He came out to the event. I haven't seen him in a while, but mm -hmm. like it was, you know, we got a good connection, right? So I was able to, you know, to, I, I knew him very well because we've spent a lot of time together. So um, same thing. You're going to meet people and then the next time you'll see them again, I'm like, oh, hey, Gabby, how's it going? And then, you know, you st it, it, over time it gets easier and you build this little community of people and you build friendships through it. And that's the whole point. That's why we hold these networking events is so that we can create these little communities of people that can lean on each other for accountability and for questions and answers. Um, and also to, to give you a better community than the community that you currently have. Not to say there's anything wrong with your friends and family, but historically, um, friends and family typically hold you back from doing the difficult things that need to be done in order to be successful. So if you can have a community of people that are supportive, that's, you know, that give you a high five or a pat on the back, you know, when you do something really cool, like buy a property, Whereas your aunt and uncle might be like, I don't know. You sure you want to do that with the interest rates the way they are? I heard they're going up again tomorrow. Like that bullshit in your head, just it, it, it messes with you. 
you come out to one of our networking events or like, you know, you build a community of supporting people and they're like, that's amazing. Good for you. See the big difference there? Mm-hmm. It lifts you up. It makes you want to do it again, right? So um, it's worth it is, is, is the, the long-winded uh, answer. Okay. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end the show on that. Um, there are lots of comments left. Oh, Matt's here this morning too. Did Matt correct me? Can you check the bottom? Hmm? Did uh, did Matt correct me on how to? He I know how to say it, but no. I'm... okay, it doesn't matter. <laughs> um, it, it's bugging me. I because I, I, I've asked him before to correct me. And Why don't now... you figure it out after the show? <laughs> okay, well, I was just hoping that he could like he could draw it out like Google does, like how the, the, the proper sounding is it ledger like. Um, like, you know, uh, like an accounting ledger, ledger, (laughs) or is it Leger? It's one or the other. And I remember that it was, I thought it was one and then it changed. Okay. Let's end the show. Um, East coast, probably Leger. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm going to figure that out. Okay. Something to look forward to tomorrow. And, um, I'm going to end the show and I will go through the remainder of the comments. And if there's any questions in there, we will answer them tomorrow. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining in today. Um, today is what Thursday master's coaching session tonight. Very cool. Very cool. And, uh, tomorrow's Friday. We'll see you then. Bye. Thanks for listening to the real estate investing morning show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 